And welcome back to Who Asked For This Anyway? I hope you're enjoying my whispery This American Lifestyle intro. Today we're unpacking 1993's classic Cabin Boy by that giant of American cinema, Mr. Chris Elliott. Enjoy. Wow. Okay. Well, I I think for tonight's Who Asked for This Anyway, this is a Peter pick. And I think we've been doing this podcast for almost five years. And I don't think Peter ever got to select a movie. So I figured he'd go with something gritty like The French Connection or uh, Mean Streets. And when he suggested Cabin Boy, uh, I I figured, oh, well, sure. But why don't we just go (laughs) beyond Cabin Boy? Why don't we just go all, all of Chris Elliott's? Well, maybe Cabin Boy is a good entryway into Chris Elliott. <laughs> yeah. I thought we should start with The Abyss. <laughs> <laughs> is he in, he's in that? Yes, yes. He's, he's, a, he's like a Navy uh, operator. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> in the, in the com- is he like bringing levity to the heaviness of The Abyss? or No, no he's, he's quite no. concerned with the impending storm. And shocked when a spaceship comes out of the ocean. You know, instinctively, I, I <laughs> just tried to share a screen and pull up the, uh, Chris Elliott, The Abyss, but I realized uh, that I don't have... Peter's it. in charge tonight. You can't right. share. So, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What? No, it's, it's, it's fine. Okay. Right. It's, it's fine. It's fine. So, Brendan, so... weren't you on... No, you were on Third Watch. Didn't you have a small role in that? Once? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Why do you ask? Because apparently he was a serial killer in the third one. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> Chris Elliott was a serial killer in third one? Yes. And I'm, guess I'm what? Just, yeah. Guess, guess what? He was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Of course he, he was. He, what was his trophies? Right. What was that the trophies he would have what take? he would have been if, if not for comedy. I <laughs> 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 well. I mean, there's all of those David Letterman characters, you know, they, they kind of hint at that, you know. <laughs> he, uh, what, what he did was he performed it like, kind of like um, how he performs everything, but he kind of let the, um, the role dictate uh, how he was perceived. So, you know, he kind of used his goofiness as in a dark way, which kind of interesting. So what? What was his trophies from his victims? I don't. I don't remember much of the <laughs> the, uh, the details about it. I just remember. That's all. I remember liking it though. As far as his trophies go, I don't know. But you know, Chris Elliott. Might want to jump in. Uh, is the son of like, uh, Bob Elliott? Like yeah. skin, like skin or tattoos? They they would take off victims. Um. Uh, bananas. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but he's the son of Bob Elliott of the uh, comedy uh, team Bob and Ray. Yes. Yeah. Who, no. who I, I think is um, actually kind of an underrated um, uh, team in the history of comedy. They were very funny and kind of ahead of their time, I always thought, I guess. I actually, I listened to them. They They were still on the radio when I was a teenager. Right. I think Probably through like the late seventies, they were on WOR in New York. I know that Bob and Ray. Really, really yeah. old New York characters. Yeah, I, 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 my memory was it had been around in some form, and they brought it back. 
at some point. But it was on when I was, I, I used, it was on the afternoon. I used to listen to it. So. I think they were famous, in, in addition to their uh, radio show, they were famous for being pitchmen for like Peel's beer or Rheingold yes. beer or something. No, I think it was Peel. I think it was Peel's. Peel's. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so they were an afternoon radio show. I mean, is uh, it's it's like a, a comedy duo, and um, are they just doing all characters, or are they just talking yeah, about? Yeah, it was like sketches. I don't remember if it was like a, a daily thing, or I don't I don't know anything about that. I used to listen to the tape. My cousins used to have the tapes, and we would listen to them. Yeah, they. I mean, they had they had like a they had a soap opera. You know, they had shows. It was kind of like a second. There was Second City Television kind of stuff. Yeah, it was like, right. Yeah, they had. Uh, I remember Mister Science. Like, and 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 that was Ray and Bob Elliott would always play the kid like on the Mr. Science show and he right. I remember he, had, he like he made zero attempt to sound like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember like Ray would do an experiment and he would go, "Great clouds of wagon dust, Mr. Science. That's impressive." <laughs> I have to incorporate that. I like that. He was great. Uh on uh, Get a Life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. I remember Maddie and Brendan were in on Get a Life right from the, right from the get-go. <laughs> oh, strange. Such a strange yeah. show. Was it, was it the... Well, first of all, if we go back, doesn't he start as a page at NBC? Or is that like... Is that just myth or lore of how he Well, goes? the story I always heard, and someone else can take over if they want, but the story I always heard was, yeah, he was... A page, and he was—he um, was the—he uh, sold tickets to like the tour of Thirty yeah. Rock, or something like that, or like the observation deck at Thirty Rock. And Letterman uh, brought his mother in to have a tour of Thirty Rock when Letterman was starting a show. Yep. And uh, he went up to Chris Elliott to buy two tickets, and Chris Elliott made a comment like. Oh, I guess two ladies. There, I'll get two two lady tickets. You know, right. or like that. and uh, and uh, or you know, we have two senior. I don't know some little insult, and he got a kick out of him, and he found out he was Bob Elliott's son. Right, brought him on there. I don't know if that's true, but that's a story I've heard. Uh, but those and then he he starts. I mean, he's not even a writer, or maybe he is a writer. I guess uh, you know and. What is his first character? The man, <laughs> the man under the stairs, the guy under the seats. I, that, that was one. Oh, of is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah and then there was the conspiracy guy. Um, guy. I, I forgot. Fugitive he, guy. Fugitive guy, our, our Fugitive personal guy. favorite. <laughs> Mar Marlon Brando, didn't he also do Marlon Brando? Oh, Marlon, Marlon Brando. Brando. No, Downey Jr. <laughs> Yep, Chris, Chris Elliott Jr. Chris Elliott Jr. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> okay, I we just texted about this. I remember him hosting Friday Night Videos as Marlon Brando. <laughs> Talk about no, no one, one cares. No one watching, executive-wise. Well, look, I think the best part about Chris, or the, one of the most striking things about all these characters that he did was that he would do them and they were met by like silence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was really weird. It was, it was weird. It was and, subversive. 
It was it was subversive. And the other thing too, he would do characters sometimes, like he would do Paul. Like he did Paul oh. Schaefer one time. Yeah, sure. It was great. Yeah. But Whoa. <laughs> it, it was actually pretty it was good. But the weird thing was Dave would talk to him and still call him Chris. And it would he'd be mildly annoyed by that. Like so he'd be doing characters, but he'd often refer to him as Chris. And Chris would want him to keep up the charade. Yeah. But it was that right there was a strange choice. You know, it was funny because I remember watching it going, I, how come he's not playing along? You know, it was, it was weird, you know. Well, uh, listen, Letterman playing off Chris Elliott was yes. fucking gold. Yes. You know, like that. What was as good he, a comedy team as you'll ever find. When, uh, when, when he's doing Chris Elliott Jr., mm -hmm. right? He, he points, like, his first guest, and Letterman is sitting there, he's like, I'd like to introduce my first guest, Madonna. <laughs> We're in the heart of the Apollo Theater. In, in Harlem. And, and he goes, and Letterman goes, Chris, I I'm not Madonna. This isn't the Apollo Theater. And this lasts a nanosecond in Harlem. Gat <laughs> gets a laugh and he goes, listen, lady, I just got one thing to say. Chris Elliott just plows right through Letterman. It bounces off of him. Papa may not hey, preach, Papa don't preach, but it don't turn me on. Yeah, well, thank God for small favors. But anyway, yeah, he would. I mean, that was just gold, you know. And then, but then after this, can you try to find him after this podcast is over doing Marlon Brando as Friday Night Videos? I've tried. Yeah, I don't I'm, think they can find. I think they destroyed that. Once. <laughs> I'm I'm shocked. You you don't have it taped uh, on one of your Benson VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time me taping Benson's was the Jaws pod, which didn't really came out. Of... I don't think no, that's it's funny. funny. I don't think Back it's funny in the day, I like, I don't know how I found it, but I emailed the person and he mailed me every Chris Elliott appearance on Letterman on VHS. Yeah. One, one of the great things that, that uh, I'm ashamed of, Matt, is that you gave that to me to reproduced for everybody and i think i like lost it or something <laughs> i'm sorry not a bit surprised unbelievable no don't be yeah it's on a shelf right now in all mobile video like in the narcotics <laughs> oh doug can you make a call over there you are management uh is there, is there anybody still at all mobile you could get in touch with no, <laughs> i'll see what i can do <laughs> Doug, I remember. I remember you used to get a real kick out of um, one of the special. That so somehow Chris Elliott through his work on Letterman gets like a deal with Show of Cinemax. Oh, are you, are you talking about Action Family? Yes, that's yeah. I was, a, I, was a, I was a big fan of Action Family. What was, was that? Just, I don't even remember. I never saw it. Okay, it's basically um, it was like a '70s cop show, and and he was a '70s. Um, uh, he was the cop. And he had yep. a uh, a perm wig, okay. <laughs> but then, at the end of his shift, he'd go home, take off his his blazer, yeah, his wi his wig, and then he would be a father. It was like the Brady Bunch when he got. Oh, home. like it, was it like a three? Then it turned into like a three camera sitcom or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was the point? I, I just re I remember a couple of things. One is like they had like uh, uh, what what what's the guy's name? A huggy bear from Starsky and Hutch. They had a character like sure. that. Sure. 
but his, the character was named No Brain. And, and No Brain was killed on the street. And, and anyway, I, and I also remember his daughter coming down the stairs uh, to go out on a date, and she was naked, right. but they had her blo- blocked out. Says, Where do you think you're going dressed like that? Yeah, and it's like my 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 boyfriend thinks I look sexy like this. <laughs> Is this late eighties, early nineties? Yeah, late eighties, probably. Yeah, right? It's just one episode, right? One episode, oh, as far as I know. Funny. Yeah. It's, it says it's a TV movie. It was. It was <laughs> Was it Showtime or Cinemax? Like it's on CBS on a Sunday night, Peter. Uh, a very special. Well, then, then in, in no, the middle of uh, that show, in the, when he was doing like the cop show portion of it, he's in a car and a light, and Letterman pulls up next to him. He's like, "Yeah, what are you doing, like, Chris? Dave, what are you I'm doing, doing Dave? I'm doing <laughs> a show, you know." He goes, "He goes, let me get this straight, Chris. They gave you a show." He's like, "Yeah, Dave, yeah." He's like, boy, they, they'll put anything on the table these days, or something. And then he also uh, said, "Which one were you? Which one uh, was your dad again, Ray or Bob?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, not to not to keep talking about this, but like, you know, this was like Peter. You said the late '80s, and you know, he was kind of lampooning '70s television. Yeah, I I feel like that it was kind of like early an early version of someone Sam lampooning like seventies cop, like, like the beastie boys later did it for you. Right. Well, the yeah. opening is just like the Brady bunch. I'm looking at it right now, with, with, <laughs> you know, with the little pictures coming down and the wind, you know, the window moving right. over. It's got I a really, goofy theme song. I yeah. really enjoyed him taking off the curly haired wig <laughs> when he came home from work. <laughs> It's so weird. It, it was really, <laughs> and then and then his next, I get he did a second one for Showtime, where it was Abe Lincoln, the one man show. No, no, <laughs> no, no, it was FDR. Oh, FDR, the one man show. <laughs> but during the but during the show, and it was like this very quaint, like New England theater, where he was performing the show. In the middle of it, he he looks up in the balcony and he sees Abe Lincoln. He's like. Then he looks back and he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I remember at one point he, as FDR, he was escaping the White House from the Nazis in a rowboat in, in his wheelchair. God. Like, okay, hang that? on. Hang on, guys. Can I show you? Sure. Okay. Can you see? Let's see. Can, can you see this this screen? Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Let's see. Let's see how this goes. Wait a minute. Shit. Turn on the sound. His wife is like 20 years older than him. <laughs> this goes on forever. <laughs> it pretty much shows the whole show. <laughs> Can you imagine 
What, what, what must the executives at Showtime must have been thinking when they got a preview of this? If I had in a conference seen, room, like back some, in the day some, when the executives would drink, you know, brandy during the afternoon with gla glasses with ice. I bet. I, I bet it was, it was some yeah. young Turk, and this was his big first big shot, you know. And then that was it. Well, got to keep Letterman happy. Just give it to him. Right. That's yes. <laughs> Well, when Get a Life go goes on, Get a Life is, uh, is it the worst rated show on television at that point when, when it's on? It's, it's got to be in the bottom five or ten. Well, they put it on opposite Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. Um, That's just but, but, yeah. But it ran for a few years, or at least two, right? Two seasons, yeah. I think two seasons, yeah. And it got progressively weirder as it went along. <laughs> yeah, by, by the by the end of season two, he like died in every episode. Yeah, like South Park. <laughs> I remember he was like um, he had he had a race the uh, the Paperboy two thousand, oh, which yeah. was a, which was just a truck. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody right. liked everybody liked the the uh, the. Uh, the Paperboy 2000 better because it made them feel like they lived in space. <laughs> I, I think it was, wasn't it like a RoboCop parody? Like kind of, yeah. At some point it goes crazy and he has to rip the brain out of the back of it. <laughs> you know, there, there's, some sh there's some shows I get the sense, and this is one of them, where they're doing it and they're like, I don't know how long this is going to last. Yeah. So right, we're just gonna let, hit the gas. Just, just any, any, anything. Just do any. Yeah, hit the gas. Just do anything. Don't worry about whether we could pick it up in another season. Whether there's a cliffhanger, nothing. Yep. You know, the proverbial kitchen sink. Yes. Yeah. I, the first I actually. Season, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you're going, Dad. I just enjoy the episode "Zoo Animals on Wheels." Oh, God. Yeah. You remember that one? Brilliant. It was like oh, it was like a parody yeah. of Cats, but and and uh, Starlight Express. It was it was, a, it was a community theater production. Yeah, of zoo animals on <laughs> just that right there. And then the guy singing "I'm a Giraffe." Is that that one? Yeah, I'm uh, a giraffe. Uh, the whole the whole thing the whole half the episode is the actual production, and it keeps cutting back to uh, Bob Elliott and his wife making comments on. Right, construction, like sort of like the uh, the guys in the, the Muppet Show, right? Uh, making meal to all the guns. So it was like Stanley Waldorf. <laughs> He's like, I'm a giraffe. I'm a giraffe. I'm a giraffe. I'm a giraffe. And then cuts back to the father. He's like, clear something up for me, Gladys. Is he a giraffe? <laughs> <laughs> But he gets but hold on, now wait, I, have to, I want to go back for a second, back to Letterman, before we get to Cabin Boy, because Jay Leno, Marv Albert, two of the great impressions that he did. Yes. Um, and, and Marlon Brando, too, Doug, since you mentioned it, didn't he, what was the song he used to dance around to that Paul would play? Bananas. 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 Or the Alley Cat. But like you said, the studio audience in large part is silence. Bananas. <laughs> it, was, it was basically the same song he dances to in Cabin Boy to entertain the, the other guys in the boat. The crew. The exact same song. The same dance, too. 
Hold on. He did one sketch. I know Brendan and Matt will remember this. It was peace through dramatization. <laughs> and it was, I guess, the it was billed as like the late night sketch group uh, or, or whatever. Or like uh, theater. They would do theater to like enrich society. They, that's right. It was like a public service. And it won. Uh, Chris Elliott was driving Elvis around. <laughs> And the cops were after them. It was Elvis's birthday. <laughs> I, I watched this. I watched this two days ago. Could you send this, please? Yes. So strange, and no one laughs. And the guy, and the guy who was the guy who was working at the diner, who I think was Steve O'Donnell, who was a head writer at the time. Uh, and Chris Elliott starts, you know, are, you know, you hungry, Elvis? And Elvis, who I think was played by like an editor on the show, one of the worst actors, <laughs> not an actor. He goes, no, but I would like some of that pie. And you just hear the crew laughing. And then Chris Elliott starts reading the notes the, di the owner of the diner was writing down. He goes, love me tender, love me do. Hey, this make a good song for you, Elvis. And now the cops show up and he starts shooting out the window until Letterman walks over. He goes, okay, that's it. <laughs> that, that, was, that was another, like, like Letterman would often, like, just interrupt the sketch of Chris. <laughs> he accused him of being drunk. <laughs> Chris, I don't want to He's embarrass old. you. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm drunk. He goes, Who is this guy? He doesn't even, he doesn't even look like Elvis. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Elvis is sitting there in silence. And he doesn't say anything, and Dave just nudges him with the rifle that he's taken from Chris Elliott. He goes, "Chris, an actor needs a script," and he turns around and does a double take to the guy at Elvis, who now almost starts laughing. Tell me, tell me what you think of this. I, now, is it possible that part of Chris Elliott's appeal, not to break it down so much, is that? He just kind of look. He doesn't look like. He just looks so like a normal person, right? Mm -hmm. Someone was saying this about like um, kids in the hall, like they look like five just like really normal guys, right. and then they do this stuff, and it's so friggin' weird. I think maybe that's kind of why it just comes out of nowhere with Chris Elliott. He looks like a guy that like you know is a teacher or something like that, or like a, you know. Well, no. he described himself as uh, people like me because I'm like the Wizard of Oz during the holidays. They don't see a lot of me. Uh, so when they see me, they're happy to see me. But <laughs> if I was on all the time, it, would, it might be an issue. Probably. Yeah. Now, isn't Tim, uh, who, uh, Tim Burton, isn't, if we get to Cabin Boy, isn't yeah. somehow Tim Burton, I know he wasn't directly mm -hmm. involved, but isn't he a part of this movie? Or at least the pitch of it? He was yeah. going to direct it. Yeah, originally he was going to be the director, exactly. He produced it. Which yep. is why why all those monsters look like the monsters in all of Tim Burton movies. <laughs> I like the ice <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but that was uh, Cabin Boy is basically a retelling of Captain's Courageous. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, basically, the fancy lad is, you know, <laughs> a, it, there's no clear time frame of when this movie's taking place. Yes. No, not, not at all. It, uh, my, my question is, when did you guys see this? Did you see this when it came out? Op opening yeah, night. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe the day it came out. Yeah. Opening afternoon is more like. <laughs> I empty, did uh, empty movie theater. Yeah, I went to see this. Did did you? But my, my I, when it came out, but I just remember going. What did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just remember I, I liked, I, I enjoyed it, but I was bewildered. I, I like, I'm not sure what I just watched. It's a little disorienting. Was there a, well, you know, I think because it was so odd and there's no time period and it's, I, I didn't even follow the narrative. I mean, I obviously, you know, but I wasn't really following the story per se, you know, I, I just saw the, you know, the, they were doing different bits and, you know, uh, it, it, it was very strange. I, I enjoyed Ricky unsettled. Lake's cameo as the um, as the what do they call those things? The bust on the front of the boat. What are, what are those? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that. The and figure, then some. So at one, one point, she grew uh, a, had a beard. Mm-hmm. What was it? Hell's Hell's. What was the the area in the sea that they didn't want to go to? Oh right. Oh hell yeah, it was something hell. I forget what it's called. Uh, where is it? But anyway, whatever it Letterman was. Letterman is in it. He does a nice cameo. Uh, my f- Hell's Bucket. It was Hell's, Hell's Bucket. Bucket. <laughs> Hell's Bucket. And then he said, when he sees Ricky Lake with a beard, he said, Whoa, they should call this Wackyville. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what was the scene where like He's got his wig. Remember, it's like fancy boy wig. Yeah, wear. sure. Yeah. Quarter, get my bags and bring them to my quarters or whatever. And one of the pirates takes his wig and throws it over the board. Yep. And he's like, he goes like, there by the grace of God goes my manhood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a boy no more. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I leave a cabin boy. I come back a cabin man. I think that was <laughs> These pipes are clean. Yes. <laughs> when, when he gets Andy Richter to change the course of the boat to go through Hell's Bucket, um, I just he goes to sleep on the um, on the deck and he goes, "Father, I'll be home to you in a saint's whisper." <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. And then, your point, my, Doug, it could is it 1992? We yeah. don't know. <laughs> it, it's you know, but he comes in a limousine to the boat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Isn't he? Doesn't the movie start with him in a choir of but the like 14 year old, 15 year old boys? Yeah, yes. but, it's also like, how old is he supposed to be here? Is he like, <laughs> exactly. Teenager, or is he supposed to be like the 35 year old that Chris Elliott was? <laughs> who knows yeah. I, you know he talks about how that you know <clears throat> it was obviously a big bomb and that really kind of followed him around for a while he, he sort of uh, he couldn't get anything and then he you remember not to get off of Cabin Boy we could always come back remember he did a year a season on Saturday Night Live right? oh yeah 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 it didn't go well it didn't go well I thought it was he was hysterical and he had some funny stuff in it but again no one laughed when he would go do this stuff because it was so strange. <laughs> well, there's some, something unnerving about him. You know what I mean? This, it, it, you're not sure whether he's, he seems unhinged, like slightly, or angry, or there's something, you know, 
it's not just an act. I mean, which is funny. I find funny, but I think people find him unnerving. I love him. And we love you too. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Asked for This Anyway? Yeah.